Hi, guys. Hi. We're back. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> we should just stop, like, <laughs> trying to make promises <laughs> on timelines. Uh, yeah. um, um, we did the 24 faces of Billy... How do you say it? Milligan? Milligan. I almost want to say Mulligan, but that's Monsters not right. Monsters Inside Me? Yeah, it's like this Netflix limited series. <laughs> I want to um, say Mulligan too. I know, but it's not it's Mulligan. <laughs> it's like this isn't an Irish pop, damn it. <laughs> but okay, it's it's on Netflix. It's a limited series. Um, if you don't know who Billy Milligan is, we're gonna get down to it. I didn't mm. even know who he was until fucking Netflix aired the series. So. Me neither, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and I guess like. Um, he's the person they based the movie Split off of. Really? Yeah. I was, like, reading about that. So, okay. obviously, Split's, like, fucking insane. Yeah. But <laughs> this story is more realistic, but also insane. I actually never saw that movie. Oh, really? But now maybe I will. It's it's really weird, but, I mean, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's, like, necessarily good, though. But, yeah, watch <laughs> it and let me know what you think, okay. I guess. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see here. I couldn't really get, like, a whole lot, um, I guess, off of him. But, yeah, I got something, I guess. So, <laughs> I'll just read it. And then Chanel has some stuff that she'll either jump in and talk about later or at the end. We haven't really decided yeah. yet because we're not organized and we just kind of, yeah. As far this. as, like, the series or the docuseries go goes what did you think of that I, don't know, I thought it was interesting um but like we were discussing earlier before we actually started recording um it did kind of start to um like get away from like it being about the actual like um like assault <laughs> and like the victims and stuff and it just yeah. kind of became more of like a him getting um famous more or less so that kind of i didn't really like but i just think it was kind of weird because like they didn't really go into detail at all about like the the assaults like mm. or the robbery or like anything so yeah. i was kind of i guess thrown off by that because it would have been nice to have like a better more thorough backstory and it's actually kind of hard to find information on him online um but yeah i don't know That's yeah, what I thought. even on like wikipedia when normally there's like a shit ton of stuff on Wikipedia, there's like, I think altogether, if you like have everything, so like from birth to like everything from death. like the death and like the television and like series and like books and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it was only like eight pages and the eighth page was like blank. I didn't go off oh, of Wikipedia, wow. I went off of like a different site, but I did look at Wikipedia to see if maybe they had like a little bit more, but they really didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, I looked at Wikipedia, too. I was like, wow, that's, like, really odd because yeah. usually there's a million things. But not this time. Nope. All right. Well, I guess we'll get into it so you guys can know who Billy Milligan is. I'm gonna what try... we're dealing with here. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to try not to say Mulligan at any <laughs> point during this. We'll see how that, that goes. That might be hard. <laughs> I know. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see here. All right. Um, I'm just, I guess I'll read this first one. Okay. Um, 
he was a criminal or a victim, womp, womp, womp. an expert actor or so disturbed that his mind fractured into at least 24 personalities. <clears throat> he kidnapped three women from the Ohio State University campus area, raped them, and said that part of him did it for affection. Um, one of oh. the women told an investigator that the rapist had a German accent, though Milligan was born in Florida and raised in Circleville and Lancaster. Another said the rapist had been nice enough that in a different circumstance, she might have considered dating him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's a really weird thing to say about someone who assaulted you. Yeah, a little bit. I um, think maybe she's a little <laughs> twisted. <laughs> uh, Milligan's He did birth. have nice eyes, though. He had, he had kind eyes. Kind um, <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> that excuses everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Milligan's birth name was William, but he was also... Okay, oh, they're naming... Okay, I was, like, confused because there's all these <laughs> names, and it's they're naming his personalities. Okay, some okay, of his personalities... No. <laughs> name it. I don't know. I might have. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Milligan's birth name was William, but he also, he was also Reagan, Arthur, Adelina, Christine, and 19 others. He was the first person in the American don't matter, history. Apparently. apparently not. Um, to successfully <laughs> use multiple personality disorder as a defense for a violent crime. Hmm. Um, the, pers- the people once closest to him haven't heard from him in at least 10 years. Not the doctor who treated him, not the best-selling author who wrote two books about him, not his mother. A man in California has um, several thousand dollars to give him if he could just find him. Um, by the way, he he died in 2014. In, like, December 12th, 2014, he died of cancer. So I imagine this was written pre-death? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Okay. Why did that guy want to give him seven thousand dollars? Several thousand. Really I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but there it is. <laughs> All right. So the first rape was on October fourteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Milligan pointed a gun at an OSU optometry student and took her from a campus parking lot to a wooded area. <clears throat> when it was over, he made her write a check and cash it for him. Oh. Okay. Um, the second was on October 22nd. The third was on October 26th. And on October 27th, 1977, one of the victims picked Milligan's face out of a group of mugshots. Milligan, 22, had been convicted of rape before. Had Damn, had been so in young. prison that year for robbery. One of his fingerprints on file matched a print found on one of the victim's cars. Um, Columbus and OSU um, police arrested him at his home in Reynoldsburg. Um, Elliot Boxerbaum, bomb. Um, <laughs> then the OSU police investigator, supervisor, read Milligan his rights and rode with him to Col- Columbus Police Headquarters. Uh, this is in quotes. Um, I couldn't tell you what was going on, but it was like I was talking to different people at different times. It's usually how DID works. Um, <laughs> doctors examined Milligan, and even the skeptical ones saw that um, what Boxerbaum um, described. Milligan's public defenders, Judy Stevenson and Gary Schwickart, don't I probably did not say that right at all, um, told the prosecution that they intended to argue what they intended to argue in court. Um, 
I'm just gonna call him Gary. I'm not gonna use his last name. Um, <laughs> um, Gary came to me with this cockamamie story, said Terry Sherman. <laughs> um, That's a, a good one. <laughs> not many people use it anymore. Uh, a Columbus lawyer who was one of the assistant Franklin County prosecutors on the case. Dude, <laughs> calm down. What does that even mean, to be honest? <laughs> I actually don't know. It's like, know. A, like a, a ridiculous story. Yeah, like a ridiculous story. Okay. S- such a silly story. It's cockamamie. It's so cockamamie. Um, okay. Um, done. A subsequent psychiatric report spelled it out. A 23-year-old Yugoslavian named Reagan had taken over Milligan's <laughs> consciousness <laughs> and decided to rob some people, but before <laughs> Reagan could rob anyone. <laughs> oh my god, okay. So, yeah, he was not funny, but, but like. The way okay. that's stated. To, the Yugoslavian <laughs> took over and robbed some people. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's all, right. all blunt. But before Reagan could rob anyone, a 19-year-old lesbian named Adelena took over Milligan's body and raped the woman. Yeah, it because, was not a woman. Because, no, she wanted, because she wanted to feel close to someone. The yeah, other okay. personalities, including Billy, which is in quotations, um... Had no memory of that. It is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, okay. clearly I'm like giggly today for some reason. Okay. Um, a ludicrous story, Sherman said. Um, then he sat in an interview with Milligan. <laughs> God, why are you still laughing? Bro, this is not a funny story. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know Jesus. what's wrong with me. Oh my God. Okay, continue. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Then he sat in an interview with Milligan and watched him turn into different people. Bernard Yavich, Yavich, um, the other prosecutor, <laughs> watched it too. It. <laughs> um, I saw multiple personalities, said Yavich, um, who is now a defense attorney in Columbus. His speech pattern was different. His accents were different. He sat uh, different ways on the chair. Um, Dr. George Harding, the widely respected medical director of Harding Hospital in Worthington, spent months with Milligan and diagnosed him with multiple personality disorder, now called dissociative identity disorder. Um, With everyone in basic agreement, the evidence showed that Milligan committed the crimes, but also that he wasn't responsible for them. Franklin Um. County Common, uh, Hmm. please judge Jay Flowers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, found him not guilty by reason of insanity and sent him to the Athens Mental Health Center in the southeastern Ohio college town. Okay, just, like, one question <laughs> for you, Crystal. Okay. Um, what do you think about the whole him not being responsible for the crime? I mean, it's, it's like, really it's weird. a hard line because, okay, first I'd like to say they, I don't think they ever really confirmed whether or not he actually had did because it was going back and forth a lot of people thought that he was faking it Mm -hmm. but then others thought that it was real and like no one could like have an official like decision on it how do you diagnose that like anyway well i mean normally i mean i mean it's pretty cut and dry like yeah i mean usually there's like a lot of people do like hypnosis to try to get it out Mm -hmm. um stuff like that but like with him like there were so many professionals involved in this and a lot of them thought that he was just putting on an act to get off the hook 
and the other ones thought that he was being like a genuine mm-hmm. um so i don't think they ever actually officially like knew like if he was faking it or not um well they talked like in the docu series about like the brain skins that they did and it showed like different, different like ages yeah. and like so i mean i don't know that's like confusing right there right yeah that's i don't know it's, it's so hard, hard. To, it's like hard to figure out it's like should he be held responsible if he well, doesn't like thing. technically remember like, doing in, it with the did cases when you switch personalities you yourself black out mm-hmm. and you you're not aware of anything that's going on yeah so it's like if he did actually have did i'd say to a point he should be held responsible probably not go to prison per se yeah like you know like probably Endure a good some call mental right have him do that um but if he was just doing it to get off the hook then obviously like throw that bitch in jail right but it's so hard like to know with this one especially in the 70s in today's day and age they'd be able to like diagnose right. it for sure but back but in then, the 70s yeah it was a lot harder i imagine and wasn't that then. one of their first cases that they'd ever really like seen of that besides well, like, it was Sybil i think to shit? that like extent like his yeah. was the most severe so yeah. i think it because it was like a new because most of DID, navigating that too yeah. with it being like the first thing like of its kind is probably crazy right. because like like it was mostly because of how many personalities that they found that's what made it so like new and hard to navigate yeah and i think figure out that's also another reason why i think a lot of professionals thought that he was faking it because Mm -hmm. there were so many different personalities and a lack of like technology and diagnostics like yeah too like fuck all right sorry for that side note anyways all right and says a strange story of Billy Milligan could have ended there. It didn't. Um, Milligan was born William Stanley Morrison in 1955 in Miami. The son of a singer, <laughs> Dorothy Sands, and a comedian, John Morrison. Morrison and Sands already had a son together and would have a daughter later, but Morrison remained married to another woman. Oh. I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Morrison well, that's suffered, a weird yeah. Morrison suffered from depression and alcoholism and killed himself when Milligan was four years old. Oh wow. Um, Milligan's mother moved the family back home to Circleville in nineteen sixty, where she married her ex husband, then divorced him again. Okay. Um <laughs> like you You didn't learn the first time. Right. <laughs> like how do you think that was gonna end? Um <laughs> in nineteen sixty three she married Chalmer Milligan. And they moved the family to Lancaster. <coughs> According to psychi- uh, psychiatric reports based on Millig- Billy Milligan's memory, his new stepfather repeatedly sodomized him oh, and Jesus. otherwise tortured him by burying him alive and hanging him by his toes and fingers. That's uh, probably the traumatic event that triggered, that triggered the DID. The, yeah, the psyche to split. Um, Chalmer Milligan def- um, denied all of those allegations. And he was never charged. Of course he's going to deny it. <laughs> they should have at least, like, investigated. I don't know. I mean, if he does really have DID, I would believe it due to that. Because, yeah, like, that's, that's, like, fucked up. that's, like, borderline torture. Like, that's pretty like, much torture. Well, yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Um, the abuse caused Milligan's personality to splinter. Um, psychiatrist said, and from that point on, he ran into trouble almost everywhere. Milligan was suspended from junior high school 
because he went into trances and wandered around Lancaster. His parents committed him to a state mental hospital on the hilltop in Columbus where um, hysterical neurosis was diagnosed. The hospital kicked him out three months later because his behavior was too disruptive. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lancaster High School expelled him in 1972 and he joined the Navy. The Navy discharged him a month later because he couldn't adapt to Navy life. Well, he's just getting kicked out of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Milligan and a friend picked up some women that same year, and a few days later, the women accused them of rape. Milligan and his friend said the women were prostitutes and that when Milligan couldn't perform sexually, they weren't paid. Oh. A judge found Milligan and his friend guilty, and Milligan served six months in a Zanesville youth camp. How old was he at this time? Did it say? Um, he must have been pretty young if it was a youth camp. Well, it says... Probably at least 18, though, right? Because this was I after the military that. thing. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, Just trying to fucking figure it out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You don't need to be so angsty about it. <laughs> oh, I'm angsty. <laughs> After Milligan's release, according to a book about him, his personality began working as a security guard for a drug and gun dealer. In late 1974, two Mm cross-dressing men approached Milligan at a rest stop. He beat them up and took their purses. Aw. That's rude. The fuck? Okay. He helped plan a Lancaster drugstore robbery in early 1975. Not much later, Lancaster... Is that the Yugoslavian, too? Maybe. Uh, Lancaster police arrested him, and he pleaded guilty to robbing the men and the store. He was sentenced to at least two years in prison and paroled in April 1977. Six months later, the campus area rape started. Um, Dr. David Call at the Athens Mental Health Center wanted to treat Milligan by fusing him. Um, So combining all of his personalities into one, but it turned out Milligan was already fused in a personality called the teacher. Oh. So, does that mean, like, with that personality, they're, it's aware of all the other ones? Yeah. There's always one that's aware of every single one yeah. of them. Um, so, technically... Oh, that's confusing. Yeah. So, Billy would be unaware of them, but the teacher is? Yes. That's really confusing but okay there's always one that kind of like babysits all of them yeah dude this oh my god this like shit is so crazy to like think think about about. um the teacher helped the other personalities learn their special talents but he didn't hold milligan's consciousness the others did okay Mm. so when he was the teacher then I guess, like, maybe Milligan was aware or something, somehow? I don't know what that meant by well, that. Well, technically, it would be, like, still part of him. But so are all the other ones, so Yeah, it's like, but apparently the could... other ones made him unconscious. Oh. And maybe what they're saying is the teacher didn't. Ah. Um, yeah. Call learned of the teacher in a conversation with Reagan, the personality who decided to commit the campus area robberies. Call played a recording of Reagan for Billy, the core personality. Billy keeps being used in quotations. Um, Billy knew that he had another, uh, he had other personalities, but that was the first time he had seen proof in that way. Hmm. Um, Call drew the teacher into consciousness 
In December 1978, it was the first time Milligan had felt like one person since he was little. Jesus. Um, the account of that treatment is told in The Minds of Billy Milligan by Daniel Keyes, best-selling author of Flowers for Algernon and an Ohio University English professor at the time. Keyes began interviewing Milligan around the same time the teacher emerged. The book published in 1981 gave details of Milligan's life that hadn't been made public before. That'd be a, a good book to read in the book club. Yeah, it sounds super interesting. Um, not long after the teacher emerged, Call began giving Milligan unsupervised furloughs from the hospital. The dispatch reported that fact in March 1979, stirring um, criticism from state legislators and Athens residents. The teacher receded during the um, publicity that followed, and Milligan's multiple personalities reappeared. The dispatch um, followed with other reports, with keys and others still described as biased and unfair, of Milligan faking an overdose, of Milligan selling his artwork and buying a car, of a party at the hospital. An Athens um, County Common Pleas judge, after hearing testimonies that Milligan was a security risk, transferred him to Lima State Hospital for the criminally insane. Um, Keyes reported in his book that Milligan um, thought that was a chamber of horrors. When the hospital began its transition um, to a prison in 1980, Milligan was transferred to the Dayton Forensic Center and then the Central Ohio Psychiatric Hospital. And eventually, after more treatment and expert opinion that he was no longer a danger, he was transferred back to Athens. Um, but... But there's more. That's what it says. <laughs> um, <laughs> Milligan drove a truck in Athens from which shots were fired. He was confined to stricter hospitals. He escaped from the Central Ohio Psychiatric Hospital in 1986, then left videotapes for local media outlets at the Columbus Greyhound bus station complaining of his hospital treatment. At one point while he was on the run, he worked at a hot tub business in Washington State. He was arrested in Miami several months later. In 1988, experts agreed that Milligan had fused and he was released from Ohio Mental Hospitals after 11 years. He was released from all supervision three years later in 1991, and only then did he begin to fade from the public eye. He sprang up on occasion. He moved to California to work on a movie about his life. James Cameron, who later directed Titanic, um, Joel Shoemaker, who directed Batman Forever, and actors John Cusack, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Colin Farrell were all reported to be involved at various points, but the movie still hasn't been made. Um, news came that a California judge had found Milligan incapable of handling his own affairs in 1996. Um, Ohio took him to court uh, for royalties on the mines of Billy Milligan and recovered $120,000 of the $450,000 spent on his treatment. Um, he declared bankruptcy in San Diego. He came out of it in 2000, and that's about all anyone will say of Billy Milligan now. A database search for Milligan came back with more than a dozen addresses, um, uh, like, Places in California, Las Vegas, Beverly Hills. Letters sent by the dispatch searching for him came back undeliverable. 
He is 80, who wrote a follow-up book about Milligan, published only in Japan, said from his home in southern Florida that he hasn't talked to his subject in more than a decade. He was sure that Milligan wouldn't talk for the story because he perceived the dispatch as anti-Billy in the past. Harding, 78, the psychiatrist who first worked with Milligan's multiple personalities, said he also hasn't spoken to Milligan in many years. He said that looking back, he wished he had been more aggressive in his treatment and that the case could have been given more study without so much controversy. Call the doctor who worked with Milligan most closely died in 1988. Milligan's defense attorneys also have passed away. Richard Kipperman, the trustee who handled Milligan's estate in California between 96 and 2000, said he lost contact with him before he came out of bankruptcy. After Milligan's creditors were paid, there was money left, but Kipperman hasn't been able to find Milligan to give it to him. Okay, so that's where the several thousand dollars comes into play then. Wow. Okay, so we finally... <laughs> um, do you know where he is? He asked. Milligan's last um, stepfather, Dal Moore, said he doesn't know where his stepson is and otherwise didn't want to comment. After a couple of weeks of searching for Milligan and his, fam his friends and family... Um, the dispatch received a letter from his sister, Kathy. Her mom has had no contact with Milligan in 15 years, she wrote. She wrote of poor treatment her brother received in hospitals, of the way he became a political pawn, and of the unfair way she believes the dispatch covered the story. Um, people are not as caring and compassionate as we would like to believe, she wrote. Um, she gave no um, hint about how to find her brother. Um, but again, eventually, I guess he was found. He died in December 12th, 2014 from cancer. So, shit. Oh, okay. Well, I think um, that article that I had um, pretty much just said, like, what you said about the abuse. So they didn't really go into that much yeah, detail. Yeah, there's, like, not a whole lot of detail on anything. no. Which um, is shockingly, weird. because like this was a very big case and it was like all over like media, yeah, and stuff like that. But I'm just trying to see if it actually offers anything more. No, not really. It's crazy that he was sexually assaulted, beat, hung by his toes and fingers, and buried him alive. There, um, there is, like, yeah, if you do watch the limited things. series, there's, like, a friend of Billy's, like, a longtime friend, like, childhood friend, who said that she did hear, like, stuff coming from the barn, like, when um, his uh, stepfather used to take him into the barn, and, Ugh. but she was, like, always too afraid to, like, go in there, but she, like, pretty much talks about, like, like, that you could tell he was, like, in pain. Like, there was, like, some shit going down in there. Ew. That's creepy. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, f I believe, like, that happened, actually. Which would explain, like, the development of DID. Yeah. Trying to protect him from all that trauma. I still don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's such a difficult thing. Like. Yeah. Well, and then he, like, kind of, like, went MIA. He just, like, went into hiding. Right. I think that's probably because he ended up getting the cancer, honestly. Mm -hmm. He just probably. kind of, like, Or maybe kid. he was just sick of being in the public eye. Yeah. But, I mean, he's the one that tried to make a movie about himself, so it kind of seems... Mm. Well, he was probably, like, all about it at first. And then, I think, like, after he realized... Maybe he realized people were more interested in, like, 
using him and not actually like learning about the his, disorder. Yeah, and like helping him. I think he kind of maybe started to pull back and yeah, withdraw from society. Yeah, I'm only assuming. Yeah, that would make um, sense. There's also like in the limited series where they had him like draw his personalities. Oh yeah. <clears throat> And, like, it was, it was, like, a really good drawing. But, yeah, they're, like, all the different personalities you see is, like, crazy. Um, and then he has each personality draw something, and each one is different. Like, there's one that's, like, a child and, like, draws like a kid. And then there's one that's just, like, this amazing artist. Oh, wow. And then, like, another one that's just kind of, like, subpar. It's crazy, like. That is crazy. I don't know. <laughs> that kind of makes me believe it more, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like you'd have to be a really, really good actor to be able to, to pull like off. pull off the charade, yeah. and it, especially like keeping for it going that long. for that long. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a hard one. I yeah. did kind of believe that he had it, but yeah. again, like I didn't like how, like they it like really didn't become about the victims, like. Yeah. Like, I get, like, this is, like, a crazy case because he had so many personalities, but, like, try to focus on the victims first. Yeah. And then maybe, like, privately go into, like, studying it and, like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Because I'm sure that was a huge slap in the face to the victims. Like, this person's now, like, famous on TV and, like, getting all this, like, attention and, like, getting books written about him. And they never even got justice, like, at all. So, it's just, I don't know, one of those things where... Like, I get wanting to, like, research this, but, like, there's a there's a way to do it. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> right. And, okay, so, like, I heard, I don't know if this is even true or not, so I'm trying to, like, look it up really quick. Um, But I heard, like, after everything, he had, like, escaped and, like, killed his roommate or something. Jesus. But, um, yeah, it's, like, sometime in the... 1980s billy was considered a strong suspect in the disappearance of michael pierce madden um so michael pierce madden was like a full-time student at western washington university um and there was unemployed at the time of his disappearance his source of income was the disability checks that he received as pension from veteran affairs Michael was last seen on September 15th, 1986 by his landlady. He had returned from vacation just a day before. After not hearing from him for a while, Michael's father reported him missing. As the police investigation took off, they talked to his friends and family to garner more clues. Among them was Christopher Carr, who lived in the same apartment as Michael. Christopher would remain on the authorities' radar for a long time. And it said that... Um, Christopher Carr was a fake name used by Billy Milligan during his time in Washington. Hmm. So, like, that's kind of weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if if someone is, like, if someone has DID and, like, yet they, they've committed all these crimes, is it really a great idea to, like, let them back into society? Right. Like, despite treatment, like... I don't know. Well, obviously, it's hard his, to say. I feel like obviously, like there's I some feel personalities like, that are clearly dangerous. If if not, he is just himself. Well, and I feel like they didn't really take his treatment like seriously because yeah. they kept like they kept. I don't know. I just felt like they were very like relaxed on his like treatment stuff, like giving yeah. him furlough, like letting him leave the mental hospital, like all willy nilly, right. and like 
then when he became a problem, they, like, shipped him off to another hospital. Like, he became a problem because you let him do too much too quickly. So it's, like, it's your responsibility that's your problem yeah like, you're supposed to be managing him in this facility right and like actually taking care of him but it doesn't yeah. seem like they really like were it seemed like they were like not really doing much of anything and then when he became an issue they just shipped him off to another hospital when and then my problem anymore yeah and then when he was like well behaved again then they like had him come back like that's yeah. that's not how you're supposed to handle this right exactly so And, like, just because someone seems to be doing better or, like, suppressing, like, I don't know, what did they call it? Like, the negatives or something? His, like, uh, I can't remember. They called them something. They had a term for his bad uh, personalities. I can't remember, but he was, like, okay, we'll just call them bad personalities in this case, (laughs) but sorry, that sounds really ridiculous. But if you watch the docuseries, you'll know what it's actually called. Yeah, they have, like, names Um, for, like, his, like, bad... quote-unquote, Just like, because you've been, like, suppressing those doesn't mean you just stop treatment and, like, go on living a normal life. Like, right. of course you're going to be able to suppress them while you're in treatment, while you're in a facility. Well... Because you don't have access to go and do the things that, you know, they would necessarily be telling you to do And that here's way. the thing, too. A lot of personalities end up being really smart and they can manipulate Mm-hmm. And they tell the doctors things that the doctors want to hear. Exactly. So that they get their way. So, so they can like, get out and commit more right. crimes. Right, so it's like, you gotta be on top of your shit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I honestly feel like the case was handled really poorly. Yeah, it was um, handled poorly. The doctors really didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, It shouldn't have been this public. No. Um, Like, he shouldn't have gotten all of this, like, fucking uh, media no. Like, he was in, like, fucking talk shows and, like, interviewed by, like, TV people. Like, it was they crazy. They shouldn't have even let him, like, interview and no. stuff, like, in my opinion. Especially right after, I don't know. Like, I can understand the book being written mm-hmm. about him. Because, like, That's from, more like... informative, like, Well, yeah, yeah, it's, like, more, like, the doctor was, like, talking about it and everything. So, like, I feel like that was more of, like, a... Maybe not necessarily, like, a research book, yeah. but... and I feel like a lot of, like, the um, press and, like, releases about it was just, like, media... Gr- or attention-grabbing headlines to just, like, mm-hmm. suck in viewers, and it's not actually to, like, inform you about the disorder or mm-hmm. what he's going through or the case itself. It's just to, like, you know, intrigue people so they get more viewers or whatever, and it's just, like, a money grab. At that point, so mm-hmm. it's just that's frustrating. I feel like in this case, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's all I have to really say about my rant here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we should have given like a generic definition of DID? Like, I don't know, like, how many of our listeners actually know what DID is. You we know can, what I mean? Yeah, we can know. So, if you people don't know what multiple personality disorder is or DID is, we'll give you like a very generic online. <laughs> like definition of it um um let's see here if you don't know what it is it's very shocking honestly so it says that it's rare but it's not really rare because like it's not 200,000 like fewer than 200,000 U.S. cases per year 
So that's kind of... That's why it's considered rare. I feel like that's, like, a lot. But that's still a lot, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a chronic, um, so it can last for years or be lifelong. Um, Treatment can help, but this condition can't be cured. So I feel like that's important to know. Mm -hmm. There's not just, like, a cure for it. Obviously, if there was, people wouldn't have it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure no one would choose to live with this. Um, So a dissociative identity disorder... Um, is a multiple personality disorder, also called DID, uh, disorder characterized by the presence of two or more distinct personality states. Dissociative identity disorder, previously called multiple personality disorder, is usually a reaction to trauma as a way to help a person avoid bad memories. Um, so I guess, like, pretty much in, like, I don't know, like, so you dissociate so, from your real self, yeah, quote so unquote. So you go through this horrific trauma, and then as a way to keep yourself from it, your body develops these personalities. So then you yourself don't remember that, but your personalities do know what happened, and they're keeping it from you so that you can like go about everyday life and you don't have to like be upset and think about it and yeah. um, go through the pain of it um and stuff like that here's a more i guess in-depth kind of explanation from webmd (laughs) oh boy (laughs) dissociative identity disorder is a severe form of dissociation a mental process which produces a lack of connection in a person's thoughts memories feelings actions or sense of identity Um, DID is thought to stem from a combination of factors that may include trauma experienced by the person with the disorder. The dissociative aspect is thought to be a coping mechanism. The person literally shuts off or dissociates themselves from a situation or experience that's too violent, traumatic, or painful to assimilate with their conscious self. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how to recognize it. Should we mm, talk about yeah. that? <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Um, so you guys can try to fucking diagnose people <laughs> around you. Just, yeah. <laughs> guys, avoid using WebMD because you'll fall into <laughs> a destructive... Uh, Spiral? Um, yeah, like I do. I'm like, oh, God, this kind of does sound like me. And then oh my, my fucking hypochondriac self's just like, oh, shit, here we go. Okay, so... How to recognize dissociative identity disorder and its associated associated mental disorders. Ooh. Dissociative identity disorder is characterized by the presence of two or more distinct or split identities or personality states that continually have power over the person's behavior. With this DID, there's also an inability to recall key personal information that is too far-reaching to be explained as mere forgetfulness. With dissociative identity disorder... Uh, why did I say the whole thing again? Damn it. There oh, are man. also <laughs> highly distinct memory variations, which may fluctuate. Although not everyone experiences DID the same way for some of the alters, quote-unquote, or different identities have their own age, sex, or race... Each has their own postures, gestures, and distinct way of talking. Sometimes the alters are imaginary people. Sometimes they're animals. As each personality reveals itself and controls individuals' behavior and thoughts, it's called switching, quote-unquote. 
Switching can take seconds to minutes to days. Some seek treatment with hypnosis where the person's different alters or identities may be very responsive to the therapist's requests. Other symptoms of DID may include headache, amnesia, time loss, trances, and out-of-body experiences. <clears throat> Some people with DID <laughs> have <laughs> tendency towards self-persecution, self-sabotage, and even violence, both self-inflicted and outwardly directed. As an example, someone with DID may find themselves doing things they wouldn't normally do, such as speeding, reckless driving, or stealing money from their employer or friend, yet they feel they're being compelled to do it. Some describe this feeling as being a passenger in their body rather than the driver. In other words, they truly believe they have no choice. So, yeah, honestly, it really does sound like he dealt with that. With especially with like the different um, gestures and yeah, because he also talked in like he had like different accents, like he could accents, speak yeah dialects and different languages and stuff. But there was different a point, talents. That's weird. Yeah, too. there was like a point too though where like they found out that he um, in one of the places that he was at, like the one that was being transitioned into a prison, he actually had a cellmate. Um, that they later found out wrote the letters for him that they thought were written by, like, one of oh. the personalities, but it was actually written by his, like, cellmate or roommate or however you want to call him. That's weird. So it's, like, there's these things <coughs> that they talk about in the series that you're, like, okay, maybe he is faking it, but then there's, like, other things where you're, like, mm-hmm. okay, but how could he be doing that if he's faking it? Like, yeah. it's, it's very complicated. You it's guys should weird. really watch it. Because yeah. it's... <laughs> Dude, it's hard. Like the show, and I think we like briefly mentioned this in our last episode, but United States of Terra. Yes, um, it's that's a good show. That's a really good show, and it's based on uh, someone that experiences uh, DID, mm-hmm. and she actually does have an altar that's an animal. Um, and well, it's don't really ruin too much because that altar <laughs> doesn't come out to like way in the show. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like that's crazy. So though. the other thing is too. So like with the show, like um, it's not like I don't think it's like actually based on like one specific person. I think no. they they kind of got information from like different people that had it, and then they kind of like made this show based off of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's about this mom, like wife, mom who has DID. And um, kind of, like, shows, like, the family and her navigating with mm-hmm. it. Um, and, like, later on in the show, she ends up getting new uh, personalities, which can happen. Especially if you're getting somewhere in the therapy. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you'll develop new personalities. because are closer to remembering your Right, trauma. because they're trying to stop it from happening. So then they'll develop new ones, like, maybe sometimes more aggressive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a pretty good show. You guys should watch it. I don't even know where it's streaming right now. I really like that show. I think I might rewatch it. It's I feel like good. it was originally on Netflix, but they, they took it definitely off, I changed. think. Dang it. I think it's either on, like, HBO or Hulu now or something. Maybe uh, Amazon Prime. But it got canceled. Which sucks. Which sucks, because it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the dad in there, I love him. Yeah. I forget his name, but he was also in Sex in the City. <laughs> Is that why you like him? No. <laughs> um, all right. I just like him because he's hot. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> all right on that note <laughs> all right so you guys should check out the limited series and united states of Terra. um this episode was kind of short this time so lucky you guys um, <laughs> yeah uh we decided that the next episode we're gonna do is going to be off of this like movie documentary it's not like a docuseries it's like just like a movie but it's like a documentary called our father oh my so god if you guys want to watch it ahead of time before we talk about it it's pretty fucked up you guys better brace yourselves for this yeah we won't give anything ride. away but it's pretty fucky there's yeah. no like killing well actually because of his his past Oh, but okay, he's not a serial killer. No, um, but he is like a that. psychopath. Yeah, or sociopath. We won't. We won't get too much into it because it's crazy. This whole fucking thing is crazy. So you guys are gonna just be like, what? Yeah. The? So can't wait to get into it. Maybe we'll try to make this episode sooner. Than, yeah, and than actually, like Crystal month. and I already watched this one, so yeah, it should be easy. So yeah, we just have to find a day that works with our schedule. I think this one will be a lot easier because honestly, I was having trouble getting through this series the dice series honest. i don't know i thought this was interesting i thought it was it interesting. was i think what made it, it was probably a little hard, drawn out though for me it also was made like like a long time ago yeah well not like a long time ago but like all the footage is mm. from a long time ago and stuff like that yeah, so, so my brain's like, just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was good yeah but no. um but yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. So. All right. Well, see you next time, I guess, guys. Yeah, whenever that's going to be. <laughs> Bye. Bye.